Welcome to the podcast of Grace Crossing Church, where life and faith intersect. Hi, everybody. Welcome. This morning, great to have you. Thanks for being here. I had somebody say to me uh, some time ago, hey, I can't be there, uh, but I'll be with you in spirit. I said, I don't ever want to speak to an auditorium of spirits. I'm glad there's bodies here today, all right? Thank you for coming and making uh, time and carving time out of your life and your schedule to be a part of this with us this morning. Uh, if you're just landing here this morning, maybe for the very first time, we are in a series called Why. We're actually talking about uh, kind of the big values of Grace Crossing Church. The first time we have ever done a coordinated series on our values. Now, we, we intersperse them in our talks often, but we're doing actually a very intentional series here talking about the big values or what we call our filters that guide us and guard us, the things that actually are or why it matters here at Grace Crossing Church. And so far, we've talked about three of them. Uh, we talked about our a biblical worldview as being our very first big value. That's the foundational one out of which everything else flows here at Grace Crossing Church. If we want to see the world the way God intended it to be seen, we've got to place the Bible where it's intended to be placed. If you want to live your life the way God wants it to be lived, the way, the way that, that God desires you to live it out, then you've got to place the Bible in the right place in your life, a biblical worldview. World we think it's critical. Secondly, we talked about spiritual maturity, which flows right out of that. Spiritual maturity is simply about us aspiring to be like Jesus. Here's how we say it here at Grace Crossing Church. Come as you are, but grow. Now, I've got three kids, and those children, two of them that are seated here on the front row this morning, they will always be my children. It doesn't matter how old they get, and you parents that have older kids understand this. It doesn't matter how they grow up. What you want them to do is absolutely mature and no longer act like children, right? At some point in life, they have to move from dependence to independence to interdependence. And so we love our kids. Their, their position in our lives and our family will never change. They'll always be our children. Listen, in God's family, we will always be God's children. But God doesn't want us to act like children. God wants us to grow up, and God wants us to mature. He wants our thoughts and our reasoning and our words to become mature. And so we, we, we encourage people here absolutely to grow their life towards spiritual maturity, which we believe includes being emotionally honest, and it includes taking responsibility for your life and your actions. And then last weekend, we talked about healthy relationships, which, which flows out of that. Healthy relationships. Let me say it. We said it last weekend, but it bears repeating. Our relationship with God is only as healthy as our relationship to ourselves and to one another. If we do not work on the horizontal thing, the vertical thing's in jeopardy, right? Our relationship with God is jeopardized when we're not in good harmony and good relationship with one another. And so healthy relationships are all about having humility as the foundation of your relationship. It's about having honor and honesty, working in tandem in your relationships. And we believe God desires that for each and every one of us. So, so this morning we now come to our fourth car that we're going to hitch to the train. Our, four, our fourth why it matters here at Grace Crossing Church. We just call this one enthusiastic participation. Enthusiastic participation. Let me ask you, what is it that excites you? I mean, think about it. What is it that gets your adrenaline pumping 
What do you get fired up about in life? You know, I have a hunch that whatever it is that we are most enthusiastic about, that whatever it is that we are most excited about, that that will be the thing that we will naturally participate in. We'll willingly participate and get engaged in it. Think about it. If here at Grace Crossing Church this morning as you sit here, your love is music, and that's what you're passionate about, you will always go back to whatever that music is. You can't spend enough time listening to music, maybe for some of you composing music or writing music. You just love to do it. For some of you, it's a sporting event, and you love that sporting event. So every opportunity to talk about it or watch it or get engaged and play it, you're absolutely doing it because you are enthusiastic about that particular event. Some of you here are passionate about traveling. I mean, you are always on those vacation websites thinking about the next big trip. You get out of, you get out of one trip and you're already planning the next one because you're passionate. And so you're enthusiastically participating. Doesn't matter what it is. If for you it's muscle cars or just plain muscle. If that's what torques you, then that's what you're going to spend your energy and that's what will excite you in life. I mean, here's the reality. Whatever excites you most will get your best. Whatever excites you most will get your best. And that framework and that backdrop leads us to our scripture this morning. Romans chapter 12. Never be lazy, but work hard. Let me hit the pause button there for just a moment. I'm not going to really focus on that, but I think it bears a comment this morning. Most of us here do not like those two words, work hard. We would rather work uh, easy and make a lot rather than work hard. But you know Scripture actually gives us a theology of work, and that theology is that God wants us to work hard. It's good for us. I, I have a conviction that Christians, Christ followers, should be the hardest workers. We should be the ones who are known in the marketplace and in the workforce as being the ones that are most, uh, most diligent about what we are doing in life. But sadly, that is not always the case. Now, sometimes those of us that are following Christ have a reputation for being lazy and not for working hard. So the way we say it here at Grace Crossing Church is this. Grace Crossing Church is a working church. We believe that we are better because we are a hardworking church. And we believe that people absolutely have a more meaningful place when they are involved doing and, and shouldering the load and carrying some of the responsibility of Grace Crossing Church. Now, here's how we say it at Discover GCC. If you've been there, if you haven't, I'm going to give you at least one of the, of the statements we make there. Do not think of Grace Crossing Church like a cruise ship where the employed people are doing all the hard work, working their tails off, and everybody else is just sitting back and enjoying the show. Okay, Think of it as a battleship where every single one of us have a responsibility, where all hands are on deck, where everybody picks up their piece of responsibility. Nobody on the battleship is watching everybody else do it. And so the Bible here teaches us that we should never be lazy but, but work hard. But then it adds this statement that I want to focus on this morning. And serve the Lord enthusiastically. Serve the Lord enthusiastically. I I love the footnote that the New Living Translation puts on this. Here's the footnote. Let the Spirit excite you to serve the Lord. Here's the big idea for today. When God excites us, serving the Lord enthusiastically becomes easy. 
When God excites us, serving the Lord enthusiastically becomes easy. It's almost second nature. But when we are not excited about our faith, when we are not excited about our relationship with God, the reality is working hard and serving the Lord becomes a burden rather than a joy, the way God intended it to be. So we unashamedly have one big outcome and one big goal for this talk today. And it's this. We want you to to enthusiastically participate in your faith and here at Grace Crossing Church. Now, we make no apologies for that statement. Let me tell you why. It is not for the church, and it is not about the church. What the Scripture teaches is that it's all for us, and it's all about God. That serving enthusiastically, serving the Lord, notice, not serving a place, not serving a pastor, not serving a ministry, but rather serving the Lord enthusiastically means that it's all about God. And it's all about what happens in our life when we do it. I mean, just go back to the genesis of that word, enthusiastic. If you go back to the root and the origin of the word, it's rooted in God. Literally, it's rooted in God. The word enthuse comes from two Greek words that mean literally in God. So when that word was originally created in the Greek, The Latins brought it down, the French, and all all these other languages. Where were they carrying it from? Where were they grabbing hold of it from? They were grabbing it from the Greek, which was a word that had everything to do with God. What it meant to be enthused was it meant to be filled with God and to be possessed, literally, by God. Now, when we think of the Christian faith, here's what we often do. We often think about having God in us. And we, we, we talk in those terms, right? I accepted Jesus in my heart. Now, I understand what that means. I understand what people are saying. But scripturally, that's really not what salvation is. What a relationship with God is, is not necessarily just about having God in you. It's about God having you. It's about God having all of you. And so instead of asking ourselves, do we have God, perhaps the better question to ask is, does God have me? Let me make it really personal this morning. Does God have you? Does God have all of you? Is everything about your life really about God? Are you living your life out of that conviction and that priority? I mean, I think really many of us here, that is an enormous paradigm shift in our minds. To begin to think about our life as living it in God, for God. But that's really what the word enthusiasm means. It means to be full of him. And then it means to allow God to live through us in our lives. And I think that has to be the motivation. When I came to faith in Christ, I I tell people this often, I was not guilted into a relationship with God. Now, I know that's not some of your stories. Some of you came to a relationship with God, and you felt absolutely strong-armed, and you felt guilted into it and threatened with all sorts of crazy things if you didn't have a relationship with God. I'm sorry if that's your story. My story is that God actually used an individual to help me understand God's love, and because of God's love, it motivated me. It inspired me. It challenged me to want to be a different person. And I decided early in ministry that I was not going to guilt people, that we were not going to guilt people to do things. 
We were simply going to encourage people to follow what the Scripture teaches and hopefully motivate and inspire people to do the right thing in their lives. It's one of the reasons we don't pass offering plates. Have you noticed? We, we simply believe that if we can encourage people to put God first, that one of the things that people will do is prioritize honoring God in every area of their life, including their finances. We believe that's an important change that has to happen in their life where we put God first. So I think motivation matters. Let me say it this way. You can do the right thing for the wrong reasons. You can actually do the right thing for the wrong reasons. And you can be right and wrong at the same time. I had a, an individual who did some leadership coaching with me this past year, and he gave me something that I have on my desk now. It says, I am right, but I am wrong. And it's been really helpful to remind myself of that. You know, I can be right, but I can say it the wrong way. I can be right, but I can do it in the wrong attitude. I can be right, and we all think we're right, right? But, but, but you know, there's a way to do it the right way. When our kids were young and we were training them and encouraging them and disciplining them, we had to motivate them. We had to find out what motivated them. And if we didn't find the right motivation for the right reason, their change was short-lived. But if we could hitch the change to a motivation that was right, it made all the difference in the world. And so this morning, what we want to do is we want to lift up this idea of enthusiastic participation. We want to tell you it is not for Grace Crossing Church, and it is not about Grace Crossing Church. It is for you, and it's all about God. It's all about what God wants to do in your life. Last weekend, we opened up our registration for our brand new connection group term. In about three weeks, we're going to begin a brand new term, about eight to ten weeks, in small groups. And I want to encourage every person that's here this morning to think about how you can enthusiastically participate in one of those connection groups. We hear stories all the time from individuals who said, man, I was apprehensive. I was afraid of what I would experience. I didn't know what it was going to be like. I didn't have the answers. And when they went, they experienced a loving environment where God was able to change their lives. You heard a story last week, and if you were here, there's another group I want you to hear from who have enthusiastically participated in a small group. And they have reaped the benefits of growth as a result of it. I want you to hear their story this morning. like in our group we're we're pretty open and close and so I think our time together is pretty meaningful it's not just oh I'm in a small group of strangers this is um this is like pretty much the most important relationship in my life um is with the people in this group uh I moved here from Virginia three years ago knowing no one um, with my husband at the time and you know family was far away didn't know, have any friends and I've never made friends easily either um, and so when I started going to this church and heard that they had home groups, I joined one immediately. Um, and it's become, like I said, it's become family. I guess a community for Zach and I, because we don't go out into the world all the time and see people. I'm not a social butterfly. I hate 
being the center of attention. I'd rather Daddy. just be a wallflower. <laughs> um, I think, well, we were kind of in a similar situation to Karen that we moved here knowing literally no one. And so, of course, the people we started to get to know were work people, which are great people. I mean, we have good friends and we've met people with our works, but there's something different about talking to someone who has a shared faith with you. Like, it's just a different conversation you have. And whatever you're dealing with or whatever you're talking about, the conversation goes in a different direction because those people are, you know, directing you back to Christ, directing you back to the same kind of values you have. It's being able to meet with a uh, group of people that are in like situations in life that we are. You know, we essentially, like, invite sort of one another into our lives, you know, and say that it's okay for you to sort of speak into my life, you know, um, and help me get through so that's what it's for. So last weekend, we distributed our uh, brand new catalogs, our menu options of groups. We have groups that are meeting on every day of the week. Uh, we have groups from all different genres, all different backgrounds. We have different geographies, geographical locations. Um, there is a group for every single person here this morning. And what we want to encourage you to do is we want to encourage you to grab one of these. If you haven't picked one up or you didn't get one last weekend, on the way out this morning, our ushers are going to be at the door. And we want to get one of these in your hand. You can also go to our Connection Center. And they'll have some of these available. And you can pick one up and you can register. But what we encourage you to do is don't wait. Do it today. Get involved. You can also go to our website if you want to look out there and you want to you want to take a few minutes, maybe this afternoon, to talk it over and decide which one and register online. You can go to our registration page, and there's a link there to do that as well. But what we encourage you to do is this is a way that every single person in this auditorium, we're going to have some responses this morning at the end, but, but this is a way that every single person can enthusiastically participate and grow your faith accordingly. Now, there are two scriptures I want you to look at. Colossians chapter 3. Whatever you are doing, Whatever you are doing, work at it with enthusiasm, as to the Lord and not for people, because you know that you will receive your inheritance from the Lord as the reward. Serve the Lord Christ. And let's go then to Ephesians chapter 6. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of you for the good that, that you do. I want you to keep that verse up, and we're going to lock on that for just a moment. According to the Harvard Research Center, 15% of a person's knowledge determines their success in life. But 85% of a person's success in life is directly related to their attitude. Isn't that interesting? I don't think it's an overstatement to make this statement this morning. I don't think this is a reach, that our attitude is more important than our aptitude. I think what God desires us to do is not have all the answers, not know the Bible cover to cover. We met yesterday with our uh, con connection group facilitators, and I had a few minutes that I was able to spend with our brand new ones the very first time facilitating a group. They're excited, but they're anxious. Why? Because they don't have all the answers. They may not know how to respond to somebody in that group. They're feeling a lot like some of you are. What if I show up there and I don't know what to say? What if I don't know the Bible? What if, is somebody going to call on me to pray? Is somebody going to ask me to speak? And the answer to all of those things is no. We're just simply encouraging you to take that next step and recognize that attitude is everything. 
In fact, what God wants us to do is have an attitude, an in-God attitude, an enthusiastic attitude, and a can-do attitude when it comes to our relationship with him and serving him. And what are those attitudes that God asks us to do? And what are the attitudes he asks us to have that shape the way we live our lives? Well, the Bible says we should serve with enthusiasm. Notice it. For God, not for people. That small, subtle statement changes everything about what we do in life. I believe this. I'm fully convicted about this. Whatever you do in life, it doesn't matter what it is. If you do it for God, it's worship. If you're at home and doing something like washing the dishes, which you may not enjoy doing, I don't enjoy doing. But when I wash the dishes, if I can do it for God, and if I can do it as unto the Lord, it changes that into an act of worship. If you're shoveling your walk later tonight when we get that two inches of snow, the blizzard here in Dayton, and you're out there shoveling, don't do it for yourself. Don't do it for your family. Do it for God. Do it as unto the Lord. If you have a boss that you just don't like, you don't get along with, man, you just wish you could change your employment. Don't work for your boss. Work for God. Do it as unto the Lord, and all of a sudden it changes everything about what you do. It becomes worship for God. The other thing this verse really teaches us about attitude, which matters, is this. Look to God to reward you for a job well done. You know, sometimes we want that pat on the back. We want that attaboy. We want that affirmation. We want those accolades here on this earth. Reality is this, what God wants us to do, the attitude with which we should serve him with enthusiasm is an attitude that says, God, I'm doing it for you, and guess what? You're the one who I'm going to stand before someday. Every plaque I've ever gotten, every trophy I've ever earned, every gift I ever got because of an accomplishment, every certificate or degree or reward, they're not going to go with me anywhere. I'm not taking any of those things off my wall. But what I will do is I'll stand before God one day and God's going to say, who did you do it for? Who did you serve for? And the the interesting thing about it is God already knows the answer. God doesn't even have to ask because he already knows. And so he's going to look and say, well done. And that's what we want to hear, right? Well done, good and faithful servant. You've done it for me. You served unto me. And because of it, all of a sudden, what you've done in this earth matters. We believe that enthusiastic participation is really about your life and really about growing you and about helping you be transformed into the image of what God desires for you. When you enthusiastically participate, you not only inspire your faith, but you inspire others who are watching you. They're looking at you and they're watching the way that you live and the way you serve. We have so many people here at Grace Crossing Church that are serving the Lord enthusiastically. They're giving their heart, they're giving their best to God in their service. And we're so grateful for it. When we had our first service in this building, we were mobile for four years on the campus of Wright State University. And when we moved into this building at Christmas of 2009, we had about 150 people that were here at our first service. Today we have over 150 people that volunteer and serve somewhere enthusiastically at Grace Crossing Church. And that's, one for me, one of the greatest things that I can look at because what we are doing And the metrics that we are evaluating is not simply what's happening here on a Sunday morning. It's what's happening in life transformation when we leave this auditorium. Are we taking those things and putting them to work, putting them to practice? And it's one of the greatest things we celebrate are those that volunteer and those that serve. These band members, 
who are in thir- serving this church enthusiastically week in and week out are not getting a paycheck. They're doing it because they love God and they want to give their best to him. I'm so grateful for our volunteers. And there's two this morning that I want to have come and I want to talk to for just a moment. I'd like John Johnson to join me this morning. And I'd like Kara Morissette to join me this morning. Let's welcome them as they come. Thank you, John, for helping us out this morning. Let me introduce you to these folks. Uh, Kara actually could not get enough time on the screen this morning, so we brought her up here to be a part. But Kara actually has been a part of our children's ministry for some time, and recently she has taken on the most coveted role at Grace Crossing Church. This is the most coveted position, nursery coordinator. She is the nursery coordinator, okay? Big deal. John, John actually serves here in a couple of capacities. He's part of our safety team. And helps us to think that way at Grace Crossing Church. We want to be a spiritual place, but we also want to be a safe place. We take that very seriously. And John is also our lead usher and serves this church with excellence and diligence week in and week out. And I asked you guys to come this morning and share with us. And John, I'll start with you. Talk about how serving at Grace Crossing Church, enthusiastically participating, has impacted your life spiritually. Um. I did this first service, and I got uh, a little, my wife was here, I got a little shaken up, but the, the one thing that I have to do is I have to listen to God because it takes balance um, in your life. Um, a lot of us here um, have active families. We have jobs that demand a lot of our time, and for me personally, I have to listen to God and try to balance that um, work, family, church, hobby, all of that across the board. And, and not it doesn't always come from God. It might come from through someone like my wife. God may be speaking through her to tell me, hey, you need to balance. You, you need to have a little bit more balance in, in how you do things. And, and that, for me, uh, listening to God and, and him helping me balance all of that uh, has really um, helped, me, helped me spiritually. That's awesome. Yeah. Same question, Kara. How has this helped you uh, in your spiritual life, your spiritual development? Well, I would say that it's, uh, it's really allowed God to grow me spiritually um, by forcing me to deal with people. I don't just mean see people, but actually deal with them, uh, which is not really my forte. Uh, I have always avoided leadership like the extended torture session that I believe it to be. <laughs> um, so it's, it's kind of a mystery to me how I ended up um, coordinating one ministry and then co-leading a small group as well. Um, but I, I know people, Christians, uh, friends and family who don't actually attend church. They, you know, they stay at home, they read their Bible, they watch church on TV or listen to it on the radio. And there is a lot of value in that. But um, I don't think that God's really able to grow them spiritually the way that he can if you actually come in and, and deal with people. And if you come to church, you know, you have the opportunity to be a little bit irritated, rubbed the wrong way now and then. If you, um, you get involved in ministry, it goes up even higher and even more if you, <laughs> if you actually lead things. Um, I'm a person that struggles a lot with um, things like pride and anger and um, frustration, uh, things like that. And so... Um, it, and it, it's in all areas of my life, not just church. With In situations like with work, where like most of you, I work in a more secular field, not full-time ministry or anything, I can kind of 
you know, let a lot of things go because I'm working with, you know, basically heathens who don't know any better. <laughs> but, <laughs> in sh- you know, in church when you just don't click with somebody and they rub you the wrong way, it's, it's different. It really tries your faith, I think. You really have to um, go the you know, give the extra effort to, to still be a nice person and everything. So God's been teaching me a lot of, um, humility and patience and forgiveness, things like that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I've known Kara for some time and I've never seen that side of her. I've never seen pride and anger and all that crazy stuff she talked about. Kara's already touched on it. John, why don't you speak to the, to the value and the way your life has grown relationally with people being involved and being enthusiastically engaged here at Grace Crossing Church. Yeah, and I, I answered this. I'm going to answer this a little bit. I've I prayed on this a little bit between the first two services. Um, but I, I'm going to probably answer this just a little bit differently. I enjoy coming in here on, on a weekly basis and serving this church and seeing those faces and shaking those hands and sometimes um, my attitude isn't, may not be in the right place, whether it's because of what went on during the week um, or something that may, you know, something that happened in the morning before I came to church. But I, I truly do enjoy uh, coming in here on a weekly basis, and I try to be here every week, and I really enjoy serving. But one thing that I need to work on um, is is how I develop my relationships outside of church. Um, I struggle with that, and um, I, I, that's, I didn't mention that in the first service, but it, it's something that I need to, to get better at is taking those relationships from here and moving them outside of church and developing, developing them a little bit better. Sure, and that's really honest, John, and I appreciate it. Why don't you hold the mic? There's one final question I want you guys to respond to. But before I ask the question, let me give you a paradigm shift this morning in thinking. Instead of asking the question, why should I participate? Perhaps the better question for us to ask is, why shouldn't I? And so in light of that, John, uh, speak to that to a person that might be here this morning and might be feeling uh, excited about the relationship with God and and wondering about taking that next step. Um, What would you say to a person that's just contemplating getting more engaged and getting more involved and enthusiastically participating. Pastor and I talked a little bit earlier in the week, and one thing that I brought up to him, uh, the, the way I see it, is that we, were, we, we have all been made in the likeness of God. And, and because of that, uh, there are certain characteristics, certain traits, certain personality traits that we all have. And we need to take those traits and apply them uh, in enthusiastic participation. And I think the reason why um, most of us don't do that is because of fear and how that fear manif- manif- manifests itself, whether that is in self-doubting, anxiousness, what-if questions, you know, what if I embarrass myself, what if I don't know what I'm doing. But I think what you'll find is if God is speaking to you, and you know that. Everybody sitting here knows whether or not they need to participate. What you will find is that the group that you are participating with had the same questions, had the same fears. And if we walk by faith and try to leave that fear behind, I think it makes it easier for us to participate enthusiastically. Yeah, 
And that's the goal. And, and I'll just say, John, that we know everybody in your ministry, everybody in your ministry, Kara, they're not necessarily enthusiastic of participating the way we'd like. But the reality is we are continuing. We want to, to raise the temperature on that here at Grace Crossing Church, and I appreciate your honesty. Kara, what, what would you say to a person who is kind of thinking about, toying with, thinking about jumping in? What would you say? Well, I'd say a couple of different things. Um, the first is that there are a lot of different options for service here. I mean, if you're somebody that doesn't play an instrument and you don't know which way goes up on a baby, um, don't feel like <laughs> there's nothing here for you because there are a lot of different options. Um, Jamie made me promise to push the tech team between services. He swears that if you can use a cell phone or a microwave or something, he can make you a tech master. <laughs> so, um, so that leads me to the second thing I was going to say that is that um, be willing to try something new, maybe something that you're not totally comfortable with right from the start. And it may work out, it may not. I actually volunteered with the youth for several months this past year. Um, it was something that I just wanted to try out, and it really didn't work out. Um, I, I tried it for several months, and I'm glad that I did because it wasn't a horrible experience or anything. It just wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. And in the end, I ended up moving on to something else. And they will let you do that. They will not suck you into this ministry that you've signed up for for a week forever if it turns out not mm -hmm. to be the right thing for you. Nobody wants you serving in an area where you're really uncomfortable. They'd rather find you something else. Um, but the last thing I'd say is that... Um, don't think that your contribution is not needed because it absolutely is. Uh, there are people here, volunteers, who serve every single week, sometimes in both services, yeah. and nobody's asking you to do that. We don't want you to do that. <laughs> we don't really want the people who are doing it now to still be doing it. Um, if if uh, a lot of people who aren't serving now were able to serve even just once or twice a month, it would really free up those people to be able to attend services more and just give a lot more breathing room to the whole process. So. That's good. We are a better church because of people like Kara and people like John. Let's express appreciation to these guys. Thank you. Thank you, Kara. Thank you. Now, I know what you're thinking. We know what you're thinking. We know what you're thinking about reasons not to participate. And Ashley, I want you to come. Uh, Ashley's our children's director. She probably works with as many or more volunteers as anyone here at Grace Crossing Church. And Ashley, I'd like you to... I'd like you to speak for just a couple of minutes here about the reasons that we know that people may have not to get involved, not to enthusiastically participate. Yeah, well, I was wondering why you guys would have asked me to talk about some of these reasons or excuses that people might ask, but I thought maybe you figured since I worked in children's ministry, I'd heard the most, <laughs> the biggest range of excuses <laughs> for why not to serve. Um, but, you know, we've touched on a lot of these already, so I just want to help um, maybe to debunk some of the myths that we have about serving. Um, the first one is, I don't have time. Um, and believe me, I totally get this one because I am the mother of one-year-old and he has just recently learned how to run. And so, um, I mean, I'm always, I feel like I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. If I'm going to story time, I'm the last person to slip in the back. If I'm going to the store, I've got my hands full and a sippy cup probably in my mouth. I mean, I'm running around all over the place. So I definitely thought, you know, I don't have time for something that's important to me, and that was exercising. And so I did not think that I could even find 20 minutes a day to start exercising because I'm so busy with everything that I'm doing. But I am very competitive, so I got challenged to uh, take a step and get involved in, in, you know, more exercising, working out more. And I did it, and I realized that when I take 20 minutes to exercise, I actually have more energy 
for the rest of my day. And I think it's the same way with serving. I think that when we take time and we prioritize the things that are important and we make that decision to get involved and to serve or to become part of a connection group, that God gives us the energy that's going to go into the rest of our lives. That if we're doing something that's in line with our giftings, in line with with the gifts that God has given us, that that is going to energize us so that we can be enthusiastic. Um, Another excuse, you know, that I think a lot of people have is I just don't know where I fit. I don't know what my giftings are. Or maybe, you know, I used to do this thing, but, you know, I've served my time and, you know, I don't have anything to give anymore. And I just want to let you know that starting today, for the first time ever, we have our GCC Spiritual Gifts Assessment uh, that we do as a part of our starting point course. But we put it on our website so that you guys could go out there, you could download that, take that at home. It's not 100%. It's not going to answer all the questions that you have for the rest of your life or tell you what job to get or anything like that. But what it will do is give you a little bit of direction if you're not even sure where to start. You can take a look at that. Obviously, we want you to be asking God, you know, and uh, come and be a part of our one prayer meetings that we're having and spend some time asking God where he uh, might be asking you to serve. And... um, and then, obviously, our volunteer orientation that we have. We do a tour of uh, different areas where we have opportunities for you to serve. You can meet our ministry leaders. And, um, and we definitely want to help you discover uh, where you fit the best. Another thing that we hear a lot is, I don't want to miss service. You know, this is a time that I just want to have with me and God, me and my family. And so you guys obviously know this, but just to remind you, we do have two services. So you could theoretically come to one and serve the other. And uh, and that's just a huge blessing that we have here at our church. A lot of churches just have one service, and so you do have to make a little bit more of a sacrifice. But here we do have that opportunity. Uh, again, if you serve on the tech team, you get to be here for both services. So that's like doubly <laughs> spiritual. But, uh, you know, we definitely want want you to be a part of what we have here. And we have so many opportunities for you to serve uh, before service and following the service. A lot of places that you could really make a big impact even just before and after. Um, another big one that we hear is that I'm not a member of the church. I'm a really new Christian, or maybe even you're not a Christian at all, and you think that you don't have the answers. And, um, you know, that is definitely not a problem. We want everyone to get involved. If you are new and you don't think you have the answers, that's fine. We will put you somewhere where you'll be comfortable. Um, if you, maybe you haven't even made a decision to, to start a relationship with God, but we want to help you start a relationship with the church and maybe you can get to know his people here through serving and, uh, and that can help you to, to move along in your spiritual journey. And I shared this story, uh, actually in the kids church last week, but we talked with them about, you know, sometimes you don't have the answers when you're sharing about God. And so we, I want you guys to imagine, like I asked the kids, imagine that you're going away, you're going on a trip, and you leave a key for somebody to come and to watch your house for you. And so the first night you get a call from them, and they get inside your door, but they're completely in the dark, and they don't know where the light switch is. What are you going to tell them to do? You're going to say, okay, you can turn on the light switch, right? You don't have to know that um, according to Ohm's law, the voltage supply of an electrical circuit that has a current resistance of 10 ohms is equal to 3 amps times 10 ohms, do you? <laughs> okay, maybe some of you knew that. I didn't. But, 
But you don't need to know everything about electricity to help somebody turn on the light. And that's the same thing here. You don't need to know everything about God or everything about the Bible or everything about church to be able to help someone to move forward in their relationship with God and to, to go farther on their spiritual journey. And the last excuse that we hear is, I don't know where to start. And so all the other excuses, you know, there are different things that you might need to take action on. But this one, we can definitely uh, take away right now. So I'll let you yeah. take this one away. Let's express appreciation to Ashley for sharing that with us. So, so here's the question. Why enthusiastic participation? Because it's a biblical worldview. Because it matters to your spiritual maturity. And because healthy relationships are formed better with God, better with the family of God, better with others when we are actually participating, not just spectating. So I want to close and land the plane this morning by giving you a chance to respond. But before I do, I want to ask you one final question. Here's what I want you to contemplate this morning. And I want you to take this question with you and think about it. Here it is. What kind of church would Grace Crossing be if everyone participated just like me? What kind of church would Grace Crossing be if everyone attended the church like me? What kind of church would Grace Crossing be if everyone gave like me? What kind of church would Grace Crossing be if everyone served like me? What kind of church would Grace Crossing be if everyone prayed like me? What kind of church would Grace Crossing be if everyone loved to the measure that I love? I mean, reality, think about that. Because we are only as good and we are only as strong as God wants us to be when every single one of us are engaged and are actively participating, enthusiastically participating. So what can you do this morning? Well, for every one of us, connection groups, every single person, can engage in a connection group this morning. If, again, you don't have one of our menus, stop and pick one up on the way, and on your way out, grab one of our connection cards out of the pocket, go to our website, stop at the Connection Center. You can register for the one of your choice and do it before they fill up because we have a limit on each group and how many can, we can handle in each. Second thing you can do is if you are newer to Grace Crossing Church, you hear us talk about Discover GCC. Man, that's your next step. We encourage you to actually register. Do it today. Register for Discover GCC coming up March the 8th and actually join us for that luncheon and find out more about Grace Crossing Church and what it means to be a part of this church family. And then for those of you that have been to Discover GCC, man, what's your next step? What's your response today? Volunteer orientation. And our next volunteer orientation is actually next weekend, next Sunday. So you can actually register now to be a part of our volunteer orientation. You can register for all of those things on the connection card in your seat pocket today. Just take that out, fill that out, drop it in one of our giving boxes before you go, and we'll make sure that we get you registered. As we close this morning, I'm going to invite you to stand. I got one final verse I want to share with you, and then I want to pray. And then you'll be dismissed. Here it is, Philippians chapter 2. This is my charge to you, friends, this morning as we prepare to go this week. Here it is. Be energetic in your life of salvation. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you, God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. It is God at work in us. And why is God at work in us? Because God wants us to live energetically, enthusiastically, 
filled with him. And when we are energized and when we are excited and God excites us, man, serving enthusiastically is absolutely, it becomes so easy. I want to pray with you this morning. Lord, for many of us here, this is really a practical rubber-meets-the-road talk. It's a talk that has to do, Lord, with putting legs and action to how we can get involved in a deeper place of serving you and your kingdom. God, I thank you for everything you're doing at Grace Crossing Church. I thank you for every person, Lord, that you brought to this family that we have a chance to invest in and make a deposit in on a weekly basis. Those, God, that we're able to shape and we're able to resource because they're aspiring to follow you. And so, God, I pray today that as we think about enthusiastic participation, may we actually take the words that we've heard today and the challenge that we've heard about what kind of church this would be. May we look at our own lives and may we ask ourselves, how am I attending? How am I getting involved? How am I giving? How am I praying? How am I serving? And what can I do to have a more meaningful place of belonging with God's family? Lord, I just pray a blessing on each person this morning. Thank you for everyone that contributed, Lord, to make this a meaningful day. Thank you for everyone using their gifts and their talents for the work of your kingdom. Bless us as we go this week, and let us live energized by your spirit, we pray. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thanks for being here today. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Grace Crossing Church, including service times and directions, check us out on the web at www.gracecrossingchurch.net. We hope to see you at one of our upcoming weekend worship gatherings. Have a great day.